Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones. This is another Quiet Talk. As I speak, the Olympics continue in Tokyo. I've watched a little and was initially confused by the signs. I saw that called it the 2020 Olympics, but my children quickly explained this anomaly to me. The modern Olympics, of course, were inspired by the ancient games, which took place every four years in the Greek town of Olympia. Mount Olympus, of course, was uh, Zeus's crib. The games went on for over a thousand years. That's an amazing run. Sporting competition has always been popular, it seems. In the ancient world, the games at time were at times were apparently considered even more important than war. That's remarkable since war has always been a favorite human pastime. I'm wondering when the government is going to start selling ads on tanks, ships, and planes like the ones on race cars might help with the deficit. Anyway, we know the ancient Olympics were very popular because they were even mentioned in the Bible. Paul referred to the games more than once. In 1 Corinthians 9, we read, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. We're all aware of the great discipline and sacrifice that go into victory in the Olympics. Those standing on the platform receiving medals aren't there as a result of a casual interest in their event. They devoted themselves to work and practice for years, giving up other things that most young people do. According to Paul, we should approach the Christian life in just the same way. Sadly, Many, if not most, American Christians are quite casual in their approach to their faith. Perhaps Christ is something to them, but certainly not everything. To Paul, Christ was everything. He was a true champion where the Christian life was concerned. When he said in that passage, I discipline my body, the literal meaning of that word is to punch in the face, as in giving somebody a black eye. That's how hard Paul was on his own body, his appetites. All I can say at this point is, woe is me. When I was in college, we read a book called The Tin Drum. I don't recommend it. It was written in post-World War II Europe and is depressing and often blasphemous and crude. There is a reference in there, however, that I find meaningful, but in a way the author did not intend. He's no longer with us, so he 
can't be offended by my appropriation of one of his images. I'm speaking about the way the main character, Oscar, describes the large crucifix in the church in Danzig, Poland. He calls Jesus the, quote, athlete on the cross. He was referring, of course, to the way the sculptor portrayed Christ in the physical sense. I think, metaphorically, though, that is actually a very apt description. Jesus Christ is a champion, the greatest of all time and eternity. I doubt he looked much like an athlete as he hung there with the blood running down into the dust of Golgotha, but there is really no greater picture of victory imaginable. In that great prayer in John 17, Jesus turns in his final report to the Father. He says, I have finished the work you gave me to do. Now, while the actual crucifixion was still a few hours away, it was now a foregone conclusion, inevitable. And finishing is really the point of the athletic analogy we're dealing with today. This is where the comparison with Olympic competition has a slightly different emphasis. If you're following the track and field events in the Olympics, you may know that American hurdler Cindy McLaughlin currently holds the world record for the women's 400-meter hurdles, an event that makes me tired just thinking about it, but probably not as tired as the actual runners. That record was set in the trials back in June. She is the first woman ever to run the 400 hurdles in under 52 seconds. If I'm not mistaken, the Olympic final hasn't happened yet as I record this talk. Of course, for us, it's exciting that Sydney is an outspoken Christian who has given the glory to God for her amazing achievement. I'm rooting for her to win the gold. If you're following Jesus with all your heart, you too are in a race. And by the way, there are hurdles. Hebrews 12 tells us to run this race with endurance. There's the key word. You see, success in the Christian race is not based on how fast we are. The goal is to finish. It's all about not giving up. I used to run myself. I wasn't very fast, but I enjoyed it. At one time, I aspired to running a marathon. Sadly, that never happened. The longest race I ever ran was 15 kilometers, which is about 9.3 miles. I can remember the end of that race. When you can actually see the finish line, you're encouraged to believe that you can reach it no matter how tired you are. The sight of that banner across the track sort of gives you a psychological boost. Of course, I wasn't going to get any awards when I finished, just the personal satisfaction of completing what was my longest race ever. I was also going to get to stop running. That was definitely something to look forward to. Now, while that 15K was the longest competitive race I ever participated in, it's not the farthest I ever ran. While I was training to run my first marathon, the one that never happened, 
I went out one day and ran 16 miles. At that point, I think I was 30 years old, I had gotten to the place where I could run 10 miles fairly comfortably. I was probably in the best shape of my life. But I found out that 16 miles was a lot tougher than 10. My running in the last few miles was not as, uh, shall we say, enthusiastic as the first 10 or so. My pace slackened quite a bit. I was definitely dragging. But I finished that 16 miles. Not too fast, but I did it. Do you know what the Greek word for race is, as Paul uses it in the New Testament? It is agon, from which we get the English word agony. The last few miles of my run that day were agony. But The desire to complete the goal I had set for myself kept me putting one foot in front of the other. And that's what the Christian race is all about. Not speed, but endurance. Finishing. Let me now give you the complete thought from Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. What awaits us at the finish line of this race we're in? It's not really a what, but a who. We run with endurance, looking to Jesus. Just like I got a sort of second wind in that 15K race when uh, the finish line came into view, we can endure this race even when it is agonizing by keeping our eyes on the prize, the prize of seeing our blessed Savior face to face, the one who endured the agony of the cross so that we might win. His victory assures ours. And the victory is not for the fastest time. Victory is not giving up. The greatest reward we can imagine is not a gold medal or a a wreath such as the ancient Olympian winners receive, the greatest reward will be to hear Jesus say, Well done. Heavenly Father, we have need of patience. We have need of endurance, Lord, to finish the course that has been marked out for us, God. I pray for my listeners and I pray for myself that you'll give us grace. Help us, Lord God, to uh, put down the appetites and the things of the flesh that, that slow us down, that hinder us, Lord, to discipline ourselves that we might run 
with patience the race set before us, looking unto Jesus. We pray in his precious name. Amen. My friends, thank you for praying for the Bread of Life Anglican Church. We have a Facebook page now, so I guess that means we're a real church. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the American Legion Hall at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady, New York. You're welcome to worship with us. As always, you may contact me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.